thing you'll come to realize by the end is that I forgot to record until just now. Uh, but I am recording now. Uh, and so I'm gonna do some sort of uh, some sort of um, magic, I guess, and sort of backtrack it. Um, kind of do some. We'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. Um, that so, is glorious. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. It's it's wonderful. I am actually gonna um, just reintroduce everyone real quickly. Uh, yeah, sure. So we're Game Busters podcast from GameBuster.com. Uh, this is uh, Ree, my co-host, and then there are our guests. We have Jess and we have Tim, and they are all lovely, lovelier than the last one. Each one of them. All right. So um, let's uh, let's get into it. So yeah, we are talking about the uh, Dishonored games today. Uh, and uh, we're going to open on a little fun sort of brain teaser. Um, which which of the Dishonored powers would you like to have if you could only have one? And how would you not? How would you uh, avoid letting it corrupt you and become a supervillain? Uh, I mean, I can go first if nobody else wants to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I give this sort of thing a thought every general day is, you know, what I do with super Oh, power. interesting. You know, well, I mean, that's how, could I, how could I stop myself from becoming a supervillain? No, what I do with superpowers, I usually don't assume that I'd stop myself becoming some sort of, you know, petty villain. Um, right. You know, I, I try to give myself reasonable goals, like don't get caught, don't attract the attention of super superheroes. Um, okay. But no, the, the, the Dishonored power that I'd probably... It, it, it is a sort of a toss-up. Uh, either the Doppelganger, because I've mentioned that that is a power oh, yeah. I'd like to have before, or the Shadow Walk, because of the sheer speed that you can go in darkness. I mean, you could you could oh, yeah. you could go cross country okay. if it was dark enough, uh, with no I, no effort. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, if it's if it's nighttime. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to do Wind Blast because then I could pretend I'm the Avatar. Um, but the Avatar could do uh, all four. You'd yeah. Just be well, an airbender, I can. Man. I would just be starting. I would just be getting started. Okay. Well, you got to um, shave your head and get the the, the arrow tattoo. I already did okay, that. Good. <laughs> so good news there. You're a and, fake. You're um, a fake Nero fan, there, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, I when everyone was doing the anime faces through the Snapchat filter, I definitely like I, if I literally if I just like widened my eyes, I just looked exactly like Aang. So I, I did some post and added, some, <laughs> added a big blue arrow on there. Um, and maybe that'll be on the cover for this one. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, okay, uh, Re. I know. You, so uh, I'll go ahead and let everyone know you're you're not like super familiar with Dishonored beyond the uh, the very good video we did last week. Um, yeah, I where... guess it's a good good enough time as any to introduce that fact for the two for two weeks running now. I have not played the game we're going to yeah. discuss. Um, however, um, I do think I have a fairly good knowledge of the um, first game the... uh, because based on the video, which you should absolutely watch when it's out, uh, where I yes. very accurately guess the plot, very accurately. Oh yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, the, the the reptile conspiracy was one thousand percent canon. <laughs> it's um, it's a lot. Uh, but that should be up on uh Wednesday, uh, I believe. Look for it then on uh, YouTube.com/slash/GameLuster. Uh, it is pretty good. Um, okay, and uh, I don't know, Jess, do you have a, a power in mind that you want to like not? let corrupt you or or you can just choose to be corrupted oh yeah it would be bend time of course and i, I would just let that corrupt me really you know oh, if i'm late for work just bend time pause time for a bit and turn up at work like oh look, i'm on time did you say turn uh, up at work yeah just t- we'll turn it well i could pop like st- if i bend at bended time whilst late for work i could still have time to grab a coffee um just sit around in the park for a bit 
And okay, when you said nice turn time. up at work, it, it sounded like you were like going to get wasted like while at work. No, no. Oh, no. Turn up, not get turned up. Come on, there's a difference. Oh, okay. Yeah, get turned you're, up. You're yeah, not get very, turned up not very down with the kids there, are you, with the terminology? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm an old... I'm an old man. Um, I'm 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 going through my quarter life crisis. Um, <laughs> I really love the uh, the variety we've um, had in discussing the powers there because you've got Tim like, oh yeah, I regularly think about being a supervillain, and then there's Jess like, I regularly <laughs> fantasize about getting to work at a decent time. Yeah, um, and then I, I generally fantasize about being confused with a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> We're really getting a sense of everyone's personality this episode. Yeah, that's sort of my aesthetic. Let's uh, let's move into the Hall of Fame luster. Uh, Everyone, please. I've got the the velvet rope is missing. It has been stolen. Um, It may have been burnt. We're we're uh, we're not sure where it is. It's not here. Maybe that's the same. We were were thin on the content for stuff in this Hall of Fame luster anyway, so that's bad. Yeah, we are. We're gonna be okay. We're the velvet rope kind of like gave it a little bit of an air of like you know sophistication, even though it's very clearly not considering it's only two walls. Um, but uh, yeah, we're 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 actually thinking about widening it because we've ha- we've run into a problem. If you were here with us last week, we have to fit the whole moon from Majora's Mask into here. <laughs> um, so we've run into a sort of a construction problem. Well, there, there's a place you can put anything. It's it's a velvet it's velvet it's a velvet room, anything can go in there. I think we also uh, said that maybe we'd even consider putting it the museum itself on the moon while it crashes down and hopefully yeah. crashes out. So, or in the moon, yeah, because there's a whole different world in there. Right, that's the Nazi conspiracies are they're in there. No, I mean, um, it, it, do you guys know about the hollow moon conspiracies uh, and the hollow earth I, and the flat I earth not. and the toroidal earth? Trust me, I love hilarious conspiracies. There's, it's like it's like if you think of the flat earthers as crazy, like never ever look this up. But <laughs> there's like a whole conspiracy group that believes that like the Nazis are like still like around inside them. They've hollowed out the moon and they're building like a super weapon inside there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna come for us any moment. In the documentary now. Iron Sky, it's it's very informative. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, so everyone check out the hollow moon with the Nazis yeah. in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're in the Hall of Fame luster. Uh, the Hollow Fame luster? So today luster? we're going to be trying to pick out the best uh, Bethesda companion. This was, by the way, inspired... This episode was inspired by the uh, the a- acquisition of uh, of uh, Bethesda Softworks by, by Microsoft. Because I do want to talk a little bit at the end there. We'll talk about kind of like, what do we think that the series is going to be going? What do you think Microsoft's going to be doing with these IPs? But um, yeah, so let's, let's jump into it. Um, all right, uh, Jess, why don't you start us off? You know, I would have gone for either one of the Fallout 4 companions because they're so sweet, like Deacon or Hancock or um, or Nick Palantine. But I've been playing Skyrim recently and it's got to be Meow the Lioness because I, I can barely do anything whilst she's my companion. She just rips for enemies like butter. She's like oh. one Which, wait, which one is this? I don't think I've used her uh, before. She's one of the companions. Yeah, she's... Um, I, I gathered that, yeah. I guess, but... What, okay, so she's a lion, she's like a, a, a Khajiit then? No. No, she's a Nord. You find her in Riften, and oh, she said she was the lioness, her. so... Yeah, that's her nickname. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, I'm she's like lost her sword, and you find it for her, and okay. she's an absolute beast. And, uh, yeah, just just great. I was quite okay. shocked. 
All right, nice. Uh, Tim, how about you? Uh, I am also going to go with with Skyrim. Uh, I'm just going to. I mean, I, I I've got a sort of more general answer. Uh, I've also got a joke answer, and that's the glitches. But um, my <laughs> my actual answer is the horses of Skyrim, because they will fight oh, dragons okay. and win. <laughs> and the best one is um, Anvark, the horse that you can just summon any time because he's a ghost. So you don't have to worry about him dying. Ah, uh, I do love him. Yeah, you get him from the, the DLC, I yeah. think, right? So, if, yeah. but other than him, it's Shadowmere, the guy, the, the horse that basically can't die and is super aggressive against dragons. Okay, dragon fighting horse is good. Yeah. Uh, Ree, how about you? Okay, well, this is the first episode in a while where I'm very confident no one else has uh, gone for my pick. Uh, so we're going to uh, Fallout free for my one. And we are going with the one, the only, Butch. You know, everyone's favorite f- uh, Fallout free character. The dude that bullies you at the beginning. And then, as <laughs> some people discover, you can recruit later on when you find him in... Oh, that place that's a massive boat and he's in a bar somewhere. Rivet City. But I Yeah, Rivet City, there we go. And it's it's yep. gotta be him because mm. it's just so peak fallout that you have this dude running around in this like embarrassingly bad attempt to be this like fifties bad boy and everything. Um and he's just so funny. He's okay. like the only because all the companions in Fallout 3 are mostly pretty one note. Like obviously no one in that I, I think I'm right in saying that none of them even have like personal quests or anything, um, but but really stands no. out. Um, probably not. No, I don't think they do. And yeah, but like stands out. You have out to do quests to recruit some of them. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But he's just his dialogue's so funny. His look is so funny. When you have him as a companion, you you do it by saying, "Hey, let's form the Tunnel Snakes." You know, that's the. I mean, the Tunnel Snakes <laughs> yeah. alone is why he's on this list. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, and I mean, t- t- it goes without saying, it's Tunnel Snakes rule, oh, yeah. uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Also, you're forgetting Absolutely. the fact that when he's not your companion, he can be a hairdresser. That, that is, is nice. that is a very good point. I unfortunately got a glitch in my game where he like permanently had his limbs crippled, so I just had to li- leave him in Rivet City to live out the rest <laughs> of his days. That was really sad. Huh. That is sort of a tragic ending. Uh, I I don't, I don't know. I think it adds to his story, though, a little bit. Whilst we're um, on the topic of Fallout 3, can we talk about the worst companion? Is it Fox, the guy who <laughs> doesn't go into oh, the reactor? He does. Right he does. DLC, but yes, that was bullshit. Yeah. Did you purchase the DLC from Todd Howard? <laughs> <laughs> this is your destiny, no matter how logical it makes for me. Okay. Also, if you would like to change your destiny, it'll be seventeen ninety nine. There's also the ghoul companion who also won't do that. But Fox is so much better that everybody brought him to the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. No, I brought him yeah. with me because he was just my companion yeah, at the I, time, right? But I got, neither him I brought him nor with your me. ghoul companion will go in for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. <laughs> So I'll, I'll I'll get at mine, I guess. Um, so mine is maybe a basic basic bitch pick, but um, uh, I I definitely say Nick Valentine in Fallout Four. Oh yes, that that um, is a good, good bro. He, every, yeah, he's he's pretty lovable. I think everybody at least likes him. But uh, if you guys aren't familiar, I mean, like anyone's not familiar in in Fallout Four, there's a sort of a, a he's a he's a, a robot detective. Sin. He's a robot noir detective. He sounds basically. like he this. Talks like now listen here, you see? I caught him down by the docks. He's you not know? quite that, like that thick, kind of but stuff. yeah, um, he's definitely... And he's got, like, the trench coat and the hat, and it's beautiful. Um, 
And he's, he's like a genuinely good guy, sort of like trying to find his humanity by like helping others because he is a, he is a synth. He's a robot, but he like, he, he was like programmed basically to like have a human consciousness and they literally just his copy backstory, pasted a guy's brain onto him. Right. Exactly. He was a real man, actually. Like there was a, there was like a Nick Valentine that was a real man, but it wasn't him. Yeah. And it's like a very cool, interesting, like, I think that Fallout 4 really tried to hit at the, uh, like, the the theme of, like, what makes us human, and it, like, kind of, it, like, sort of barely missed, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it quite made it there, but I do think that Nick Valentine's story, like, in a, in a bubble is, like, a really interesting, like, uh, think piece on, like, what does it take to be human, and in the, in the Far Harbor DLC, you get to expand his story by meeting his brother, Dima, um who is another one just like him and it's sort of like and then you also like you into thinking you're a synth yeah and that's it's it's a great story and i mean like i i don't think this is a contentious thing to say either fallout 4's far harbor is the best fallout content that bethesda game studios has ever produced yeah no it's it's much better than vanilla uh fallout yeah yeah if 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 vanilla fallout 4 didn't hit with you definitely get far harbor because it is very very good and much better than the base game um honestly i think anyway i think uh, think nick's story was way more interesting than the actual like main story they were trying to push with the institute and everything i feel like he went very underused yeah he that's that's what that's why he's like the focal point of the dlc which is good because like Yeah, yeah he was underused I mean, it's kind of what upset me about Fallout 4 was that it had so many, like, really good bits, and then it's just a shame the main storyline just fell to bits. Like, Nick Valentine, um... All of the companions, honestly, in Fallout 4 were great. Like, they're probably the best collection of companions in a game ever, but... It's just a shame that the... 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 the the combat and the, the... struggles between the factions just come across as so pointless and hollow yeah yeah they do um but uh that is to say like i i'm the i i don't know if i can talk too much because like i famously have about 800 hours in fallout 4 <laughs> yeah um, you are keeping it profitable sure for sure you, you are personally keeping it profitable yeah. I, I am well no i mean like i've already now come on i've only paid for the game three times and so <laughs> which is which is less well, that's more okay. No, I only I bought Skyrim three times too. Never mind. Um, all right, let's let's get to the voting before I embarrass myself further. Uh, all right, so let's let's go back around. Uh, Jess, where are your two votes going? I can't remember what people said. Oh, we said uh, we have. Uh, well, we have the Google Doc too. If you want to pop that open, Neil the lion, oh, yeah. the horses, the... Butch, and Nick. Oh, okay, so I think I've got to go with Rhiannon's choice of Butch and and the horses of Skyrim. (laughs) Okay. The horses was a really good, interesting poll. Um, uh, let's see, Tim? Uh, again, I'm going for the horses, and, but I also Mm -hmm. do like Mjol. She's a, a fun character. Okay. And Rhi? Alright, uh, I'm I'm gonna throw a, a vote Butch's way again. And also for Nick, because he is best boy. Yes. Um, I am also, I'm going to throw one in, vote in for Nick, but uh, you really, you got, you got me with the, the horses. They had, they are so brave, beautiful, majestic creatures. Um, I, I discovered recently that I might be a horse girl. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you and Kate will have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 
Well, I, I went to a farm, like, I was visiting my, my mom, and we went to, like, a, a vineyard, and there was just, like, a bunch of horses, and I just, like, was petting them, and I was like, such majesty. Oh, yeah. I was, like, nearly crying. Well, horses, you've, you've got to really, good. you've got to go for the, the horse girl lifestyle now, and bring up horses in every podcast we do. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, But, yeah, I, but, Okay, I promise you, unless you're standing next to a horse right now, you have forgotten how big they are. You oh, don't yeah. remember. Oh, yeah, they are terrifyingly huge, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, they're about as tall... Uh, I mean, even the small ones are as tall as I am, and, and I'm very tall, so... Alright, well, I have some good news and some bad news. So, the good news is that the horses of Skyrim have been inducted into the Hall of Fame luster. The bad news is now that we have to fit every horse from Skyrim into this Hall of Fame luster. No, it's okay. The The physics engine will take over. They'll just all vibrate into a single mass. Perfect. Thank you, Todd That's... Howard, yet again. <laughs> that is somewhat believable. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So, uh, let's all step forward into Bustums. Today we are going to be uh, busting open Dishonored. Um, I don't think there are many hammers in this game, so... It's okay. Uh, I brought it... some from the Thief series. Oh, got him. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> Thief... Yeah, uh, Thief's pretty cool, too. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to be ranting for a little bit here. Please bear with me, because I love... Uh, the Arc- Arcane's games more than any other studio, and I uh, recently the No Clip documentary. Uh, I highly recommend they they did a documentary on Arcane Studios, uh, who has been now developing for twenty years. Uh, but it is fascinating to see their history and all the stuff they've gone through. Highly recommend it. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, okay, so uh, Arcane Studios is, uh, by the way, right now owned by, I guess it's owned by Microsoft, so never mind. but, uh, until about a week ago was, you know, a Bethesda Softworks company. I mean, it's still um, technically a Bethesda Softworks. Still technically under that banner, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll pull it back. So, basically, Arcane started developing in, uh, the, in, in the year 2000. Uh, they put out a few PC games, uh, that you may know or probably don't, uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, and then Arx Fatalis. Um, and both of those were, like, moderately successful, didn't really make a big splash. Uh, Arcane went through sort of a hell period where they developed three games in a row that were cancelled about three-fourths of the way through by the publisher. Uh, at this point, they were independent. Uh, they're a French company, by the way, sorry, I should have mentioned that, but, uh, yeah, they, they're based in Lyon, and they uh, they went through a bit of a rough patch. Um, there, there was sort of the same gr- core group of people there the whole time, though. And um, if anyone... You can see all this in the documentary, but the first thing they, they were doing was a, uh, a game called uh, LMNO, which was in production... Which was Steven Spielberg was making a video game. Mm. Um he was trying to make a video game and tie it into a movie that he was developing and make them uh, a joint entity where you had to do both to understand what was going on in either. And he decided halfway through that wasn't a good idea <laughs> and canceled the project. How, how, how did that take him halfway through? <laughs> right. Um, it is a really interesting demo, and I believe there's a playable demo of it that I don't know if you can get to it, but you, you can watch in the documentary. It's a weird, weird ass game. But uh, then they started developing a game called The Crossing, which uh, is going to sound very familiar because uh, it evolved into Deathloop eventually, which is coming out soon. Uh, the, the Crossing was a single-player campaign. Uh, it was a uh, first-person shooter, 
where your game would be invaded by other people trying to trying to end your campaign and stop you from achieving your goals. Mm. Um, that game got all the way to the point of being finished, and it was like a whole playable build, and then the publisher canceled it. Again, finally, Arcane latched on to Valve. Valve reached out to them and said, hey, do you want to make another Half-Life game? And they were like, yes. Um, so that, that got pretty popularized. Uh, there was a secret Half-Life game called Half-Life Ravenhome, which was going to be, it was not going to be a main series game. It would have been a spinoff, but, it, you know, canon to the universe. Yeah. Um, anything to avoid a that, three. Yeah, anything to avoid that, that horrible, horrible number. Uh, but yeah, that, that was somewhat in development. That was in development for a long time, almost finished. And then again, Valve canceled it. <laughs> Why? So, Are they just scared of money? Well, they're scared. Steam. They're scared of money, dude. Well, uh, yeah, they, I mean, no, they're not scared of money. They're, they're scared they, of games. They're sitting on piles of it. They're scared of making games. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically at this point it is 2010 and Arcane has not made a, like released a game in about nine years <laughs> because Bloody all of them hell. keep getting canceled. Uh, the only reason they were able to stay open during this time is because they were brought in to make Bioshock 2 um, under 2K Games. So that luckily worked out for them to keep them open a little longer. Um, and finally, in 2009 or 10, um, they were approached by Bethesda Softworks and they said, Hey, I know you guys have been trying to make a game for a very long time and no one's letting you. Um, why don't we just go ahead and buy you? Uh, and then you can just, you know, not have to worry about keeping the lights on. And they were I like, please, God. Like, that I remember. so much in this industry. It's insane. Oh, yeah, it is. And I remember in the documentary that Raf, like the, the, the president, he was talking about, like, I remember, like, I got that call, like, we were all sitting in a diner and, like, I, I, like, walked outside and I did the whole thing where, like, I walked back in and it's, like, you know, looked really sad and I was like, they bought us! <laughs> it's like, oh, that's very good. Okay. So. Yeah, at that point, um, Bethesda bought uh, Arcane Studios and made them a uh, first party or whatever, you know, a developer under them, basically. And uh, they they came to them with a pitch and they said, like, hey, we've been knocking around this idea about uh, a ninja, like a, a, a Japanese like warrior in, in feudal Japan who is the Empress's guard and he or in, in the Empress is killed and he's framed for the murder and has to like avenge that murder by killing everyone who framed him and taking the kingdom back and they were like yeah that sounds good and obviously that eventually evolved into dishonored um and yeah it was an interesting you know interesting turn it took there but uh yeah, yeah. i was about to say based on the very limited <laughs> knowledge i have admittedly that is a little bit of a genre change there yeah a little bit but uh it, it definitely worked out uh so they they created their own version of victorian england their own aesthetic genre called whale punk um their own set of weird like you know powers like very very low i i you know people say like this is like low fantasy like i think dishonored is like the lowest fantasy you can get actually um, by the rules it's the... not low fantasy but it's oh, is it not? no well it because they're of the the whole outsider and the chaos it is technically a high fantasy setting but it's it falls into the behind the veil, which is a weird yeah. subgenre of there is a high fantasy out there. You don't okay. see it. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we also definitely can't start talking about fantasy subgenres. Oh yeah, no, don't... <laughs> we'll be trapped forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the uh, yeah. So getting that. So Dishonored absolutely saved this company. It was a huge critical success, and over time has become a 
pretty widely beloved uh, series. Uh, and so just to explain real quickly how the, there, there's a lot of elements to this, to this series. So, uh, if you were to want to play all of these games, you should play Dishonored 1, then you should play the Dishonored DLC, The Knife of Dunwall, then you should play the DLC, The Brigmore Witches, then you should play Dishonored 2, and then you should play Dishonored Death of the Outsider. All five of these pieces together tell the complete story and close out one arc, basically, of story. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, honestly, it'll seem like a lot of... Uh, the story will seem... If you only play, like, Dishonored 1 and 2, the story is going to seem kind of patchwork and thrown together to you. There is a lot more going on below the surface that's... I mean, there's also comics these... that, that flesh out the story, too. Yeah, there are. There's also a novel. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, Dishon- uh, we'll get into that, but Dishonored has, like, much deeper lore than it has any business having. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that was mostly um, that was mostly my rant. Um, I just want to say, like, you know, before I, I turn it over, like, these are, like I said, my, my favorite game series. I have gone back and played all of them many times. I'm currently doing a replay, my third play of Dishonored Death of the Outsider. I've played Dishonored 2 through, I think, five full times with different builds and spent well over 100 hours on it. Um, I I could talk about these forever, but I will be quiet now. Uh, so Ree's going to take <laughs> over for a bit and kind of ask some questions and guide the conversation on uh, what she'd like to know. Yeah, so um, to hide the fact that I know nothing about these games, well, I know a little bit about the first one now, um, just to give you guys a taste of how much knowledge I had about this game before Nirav and I filmed a video where I guessed the plot, um, I started going off on a tangent about a conspiracy theory involving wolves and um, what was the other one? Shrimp, I think it was. Uh, like yeah, humans sure. turning, yeah, humans turning into shrimp. Um, so that's how much knowledge I had going into that video. So to sort of mask that and to allow Nirav to completely fangirl, I'm gonna take over the questions here. So first of all, just want to get a feel for. Uh, I suppose, how long you guys have been Dishonored fans for. So when did you guys first play the game? Um, I think I'll go to Jess first. I think it must have been about 13. It wasn't when it first came out. It was a few years after that because I'm, I'm, I was a big Bethesda fan. I'd just finished playing Skyrim um, a few years before and I was slowly getting my way through them. And then I started playing Dishonored. Dishonored's probably was my favorite at the time um out of Bethesda's games I tried um Rage uh wasn't that bothered about it I tried Evil Within Evil Within was quite interesting but Dishonored really stood out and I like just thoroughly enjoyed it and the second one just kind of like improves on everything that made the first one great whilst like you know like just carrying on with the storyline and then the DLC are just brilliant as well. You can't miss them. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's an interesting point you just made there, actually, about... I'll probably come back to that in a bit, about like where you'd rank the sort of other Bethesda games. But before that, Tim, when did you, when did you play Dishonored? Uh, I didn't play it exact, like, immediate. I think it was either half a year to a year after it came out. I was, I was busy. I might have actually been busy with Skyrim when it first came out. Um... Uh, but I, I definitely, I picked it up, I played it, I said, I want to play another really good stealth game, and I saw, like, immediately that there was an achievement for, um, do it without killing anybody, do it without being seen, do it without any extra powers. And I'm like, okay, 
that's my run. That is the one run I'm going to do. And if I like it enough, I'm going to do more. And I still actually have to do my high chaos run. But uh, I've done a lot of... What? Come on. No, no, I've, 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 I've played it several <laughs> times. I've just never actually gone through and... Because I, I, I love to play the stealthy type. And I just need to start leaving bodies everywhere is the thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, because I, I, I played it the way that I got my satisfaction of playing that game was I went everywhere, I looted everything, but nobody ever saw me. And I, w- I was a um, clean hands ghost, mostly flesh and steel. I got all three ding. That first level took me over an hour and like two attempts to get right because somebody kept dying somehow. Nobody saw me, somebody kept dying. But after that, it was just ding, ding, ding. And it was so good. And I did the same thing uh, with the sequel. And I just tried to do it as low power as I could. And I really do need to go back and play them as whole hog power as I can. Okay, and where and where would um, you rank it with the other Bethesda tiles? The thing is, it's so fundamentally different. Because it's a very... I mean, not that it's, um, you know, like linear corridors. But the plot is so very linear. Whereas the other Bethesda games that I play are almost all like the big open worlds. You know, Fallout 4, New Vegas 3... And Skyrim and uh, the 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 entire Elder Scrolls series. Um, I can't lose myself in it as much as I can the others. I would love an open world game with a lot of its powers. Oh, we'll okay, that. that could be interesting. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, you, you Rav, it's time. Sorry, for I want to interrupt yeah. quickly. Uh, I must, uh, but yeah, d- I mean that is pretty much what Death of the Outsider is. Yeah. It, it's like a concentrated open world area where you get like some powers and you basically just like keep layering upon layering like what you can do each uh like over and over again by by you know having one person die at this part of the story or whatever it changes the whole the whole course of the thing and it's sort of like one large area that you kind of explore okay so sort of um, like anyway. a, a a big version of like the early levels of... yeah it's like a much bigger version of just one of the levels yeah. in the, one of the other games yeah Okay, well, um, I mean, I, I was gonna, I was gonna throw over to you anyway, Nirav, to talk about your personal history with these games when you started playing them. Yeah, I actually didn't play this one until 2015 or so, uh, when I got a, uh, a PS4. So I, I've explained before, I really didn't have any non-Nintendo systems until about 2015, which is when I got a PS4. And uh, I got a PC the year after, but anyway, I got the I got that PS4, and so I started like diving into some some video games. And uh, after I, I went through the Fallout games, I was kind of like you know just on Reddit asking around like, hey, what else can I do? Where well, there's like a lot of a lot of choices on how to like change the story and stuff. And somebody just recommended this to me, and I was like, how did I not hear about this one? Um, and I jumped in and was very 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 much immersed i guess in the world <laughs> i was very taken in by the story um and mm. i finished that i think in in one weekend and i i went back and i i remember that because i um sorry uh i actually went and uh got i i, I got that i think I got, I got the definitive edition like on the ps4 store i think and then like i remember that day like I finished it. I like the second I finished it. I just like I walked. I got up and I drove to to GameStop and just bought the second game. <laughs> oh like, my god! Okay, that like, is that is high price. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah. yeah. God. Um, 
That, that must have been like in 2016 then, I suppose, when I played it then. But anyway, yeah, I do, I do remember doing that. But um, yeah, so I was very taken in by it. And I played, I did, I think, I did three playthroughs on, on PS4 on, on Dishonored 2 also, where like, just like one after another, I sort of would just go back and like, you, know, you do like, you know, your, your like no kill run, the clean hands thing. And then like, you know, you can also do the... Uh, is stealth run ghost or I, i've never done one of these with no powers because that sounds awful to me the powers are the fun part i mean no but... the, i loved using blink i just wanted to give myself a, i i came from the thief series into yeah dishonored so it was all right. about oh you don't see me you know and using limited resources in very effective ways yeah yeah sure sure um, there definitely is merit to that, and like I, I want to say quickly, like my my almost my biggest shout out to Arcane is that all of these levels are designed in such a clever way that you can play all of them with literally any configuration of the powers they give you, or no powers without killing anybody, with killing everybody, or with not without getting seen. All of the levels are designed so tightly that all of those things are possible. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering how the levels even bloody worked, because from what you've told me about this, there's just so many ways you can approach it. Not only have you got... I mean, you literally call it like an assassination game where you don't have to assassinate anyone. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, how... As, as someone who has seen very little from this game, what do you guys think of the level design um, in both titles? Um, no, it's good. One, they're, they're they're good, uh, both um in a game design sense, and that they're very satisfying to play through. But they're also very good in a like um uh an aesthetic a, sense, a, I guess, in an aesthetic and lore sense, and that they actually look and feel like real places that people would be, not just yes. levels. Yes, they are all very lived-in places. There are, like, the amount of people you would imagine. There are the amount of buildings and homes you would imagine relative to the number of, like, stores or whatever, you know. Like, places by the river are more populated, things like that. Like, they, they really, really look like real cities. And there are some, um, you know, obvious concessions to this is a stealth game. Like, the very blatant, you know, um, window hatches that you can slip through uh, to, mm -hmm. to lose pursuers and, and the ductworks. Um, but even then, that still feels like uh, a a consequence of the setting, and and you know, because those those window hatches are there because there isn't central heating or AC, despite the whale punk. So they're just like, oh, it's hot. Open the vent windows, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, I love how um, with Dishonored, there's like so many high up places as well. It's not just like a level design. Um, like that's so intricate from the ground it's like from the ground up like there's there's like you can either do it on foot or you can go up like um on the onto roofs you can uh climb onto drain pipes it's it's just it's so interesting to work your way around a level and uh, to be either sneaking past people or using these heights or uh the ground level as an advantage to just put everyone yeah Okay. Uh, uh, it's sorry. What? <laughs> what's what's going on there, Tim? You all right? Yeah. I'm Did fine. you summon the outsider? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that weird sound too. So. Oh. Anyway, okay. um, I says on the must have been the wind. <laughs> on the subject of how we approach these levels, 
since it sounds like there is an awful lot to do, I want to know what you thought the coolest moments were. Um, I'll go back to you, Jess, for a second. What's the coolest moment um, in either Dishonored game? It's definitely for me. It's it's this certain level in Dishonored Two where you've got um, you've got this device. Oh can, fucking yes, yes. Yeah, it can. So basically, you hold it in your hand, and it's like time uh, knife. Bit, yeah, it's it's like <laughs> a, a magnifying glass or something. And when you look through it, you can see what this building looked like in the past, and you can travel in and out of uh, the present and the past to work your way around it. So this building's derelict when you approach it in the present. And um, you, if say if you found found a room and the doorway is like collapsed, you can look into the past and um, sneak past all the staff and stuff through this doorway. And then the time assassinations. Listen, you if you time your if you time everything correctly, you can like use the blast to like see that there was somebody here three years ago, like a guard standing there, and you can. T- transport yourself into the past and basically like stick your arm like it like with your with your like sword like into the past and assassinate somebody and then slide back into the present and just like kill somebody three years ago like out of nowhere and then like yeah uh, it's man it's just so cool <laughs> yeah it's so cool so Nurev, is that your favorite moment as well or have you got a different Ooh, one that's tough no i think my for like a moment um i mean like I will also say that the first game's story is actually excellently written too, and it is really thrilling to to follow. So there was a lot of really cool story moments in that game. Um, I think the story, a lot of the the, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys would agree with me. I, I mean, like I think Dishonored 2's story is just kind of wholeheartedly less interesting, but it the rest of the game is like pretty much better in every other way. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, which is fine. Like I mean, that's a very gameplay focused game, but. The, the first one hit a very great balance of having such cool gameplay as well as, like, such an interesting story. Um, but, yeah, the my uh, there were so, just, like, uh, there's a lot of really cool story moments, of course, but, like, um, man, there, there are so many things. Like, when uh, f- finding a lot of this stuff for the first time, especially in the second game, like, a lot of the witchcraft stuff was, like, so terrifying. Um, like, the, the witch, witches play, like, a very big part in, in the second game, but... Um, having to, like, figure out how all the occult stuff worked and, like, what all they were doing was really cool. My favorite level, if we're gonna, like, kind of say that, I know the Clockwork, the Clockwork Mansion, I think, is, like, the, the, the basic bitch answer for this. That's, like, everyone's answer. I would say that my, probably my favorite level is actually the Conservatory from the second game, the, the Witch's Conservatory. Um, basically, that's a, it's a mansion, that has been overrun and inhabited by like a coven of witches who have transformed it into their sort of occult hideout. And so it's a mul- it is, like it's very vertical like like Jess was saying earlier. Like it it's a seven story mansion I think. And there are hundreds of ways to traverse this mansion. Like no matter what room you go into or what floor or which way you move up cuz like there's a big open part in the middle and then there's there's witches everywhere though and the thing about witches in the second game is very cool is that they have the same powers as you. So they are much more difficult to fight than just random guards with the sword. But um, I, I was so impressed with that. I remember like sneaking in. I like I, I remember t- I turned at one of my runs on Dishonored 2. Like I managed to sneak into the mansion into the basement by turning into a fish and like <laughs> sliding through like up the up a fountain like a salmon. Um <laughs> 
and like up through the up through the water and then out of the pipes and like into a toilet. Um, and that was that was. I amazing. mean, this game sounds um, almost as wild as I thought it was. Almost. Yeah, oh, yeah. almost. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, I, I don't I don't want to like ramble too long. <laughs> Ooh, also finding the the Oculus, the Oculus device that they built there was so cool because I remember like there were like four witches there and I just had to keep get like like sneaking behind them and like strangling them and then like. Th- I like threw their body to distract the other ones, and then I strangle the one at the back. <laughs> Bloody and just hell! Do it again. Um, and if they it's don't just see like, you it, when you do that, that still counts as being unseen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I like I said, I've gone through these all the different ways. Like I've done the ghost run and the uh, the clean hands run um, of both of these. I recently my my big accomplishment is that I recently, like a few months ago, reran through Dishonored One, and I did it. All, uh, I did it on very hard mode with uh, with clean hands and ghost uh, the whole way through, which was very cool. But not mostly um, flesh and steel? Which one is that? That's when you don't use any powers besides blink. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I love the powers. I maxed them uh, no, out. No, they're, they're great. It's just literally, I, I, my thought was, all right, it, it's, I wanted to do the challengiest challenge run for my first game. And I've done so many like high power, like stealth, low chaos runs. I just have, and I said I haven't done my chaos run. I literally am on the last level. I'm like I just, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to see bad Emily uh, kill. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's because I feel so much for 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 little Emily, and and I feel for her as an adult too. I just don't want to be, you know, a bad dad. And yeah. the chaos... So, oh, I want to. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just don't want to be a bad dad to Emily. I feel like we might be screaming into a void here, into the <laughs> void uh, here because. Oh, can, can we get? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Re, uh, we're talking about chaos a lot, um, and it's, it's not because of the Joker. Okay, I mean, it sounds um, like, I, I feel like we're slipped into talk about Kingdom Hearts or some of these terms being thrown around. Yeah, so the, uh, a low chaos, there, st- there are two stories you can have in, in both of these games, low chaos and high chaos. Okay. Low chaos is if you kill very few people, uh, that I believe the cutoff is 20% of the guards, like, or, or, or of the people inhabiting yeah, the Yeah, because you can kill a lot more than just guards, but oh, yeah, even you if can you kill just kill, civilians. All, like, even if you just kill all the guards, you'll be more than 20% dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so the way the game works is that the, it's a series of missions. Each mission checks on how many people you killed in the last mission, and if you killed if you did like a high chaos run of your last mission, it changes the world to make the game more difficult. Oh, okay. Basically That's the idea being the the idea being that like if I invaded the like the downtown of, of Dunwall uh, on the bridge, like near the docks, and I killed a bunch of people, the security yeah. for the palace is gonna be much tighter a because there's bit. a crazy person running around killing everybody. <laughs> that is I mean um, that, I suppose that, now, that feeds I love... into how you said this world feels very lived in. This is yeah, that's that's very dynamic. I I like the sound of that. So Yeah, the so the the chaos runs on the second game are actually even more dynamic because uh in the second game there are these things called blood flies, which are everyone's favorite. Ugh. Um <laughs> Bloodflies are a, a plague creature, basically. That are they almost look like tiny birds if you look at them closely. Yeah, they're like they mosquito birds. Yeah, they're like mosquito birds. But um, basically, they they suck blood, and if like even five or six of them can get to a person at once, they'll be dead. Like they'll have all the blood drained out of them. Um, but they also make nests inside of corpses, um, and they make they specifically make nests inside of corpses so they can use the body to grow more nests and hatch more like more blood oh, fly that's children. Oh, charming. Um, 
It, and you find a lot yeah. of those nest corpses. In the first um, game, it's just rats. So, you know, they really yeah. up their, their... They ease you into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so in, in the second game, like I said, the blood flies show up. And so the really cool thing with the high chaos is if you do a high chaos run and you kill a bunch of people and you leave a bunch of corpses around, that also creates a lot more room for blood oh, fly nests. No. And the number of blood flies multiplies like oh, exponentially no. each time. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. So the yeah, the more bodies you leave behind, the more difficult the game gets too. On top of the whole like you know chaos system. Okay. Yeah. Also, because the the blood flies like the, the the rats can attack you too, if you're not careful. Lovely. Yeah. And the rats can oh, yeah, attack yeah. you if you were you know in the wrong spot or, or on the ground and they couldn't reach you. Blood flies can fly. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's part of their name. Exactly. I'm guessing the blood flies probably aren't part of your favorite part of the game. Tim, uh, so yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite part of either of these games? Uh, well, getting to how uh, everything has consequences, even the clean hands run, there is one moment in the first game that I just love to show that even your your mercy is is not merciful. In fact, it might be worse. So the very first assassination you can do, you can either just straight up kill the guy or you can brand him as a heretic, meaning... And by the way, this is the Chief Inquisitor of the Empire. Uh, so he's the one responsible for basically making this brand a thing. So he, he probably doesn't you want can, to be a heretic, I'm guessing. Not overly fond of the term. No, yes. he doesn't enjoy it. And no. if you are branded by the mark of the heretic, literally society, by his own law, has to shun you, cast you out, throw you into the soup. Oh, so that's not, that's not ideal. No. But many missions later, you can find him nearly dead in the sewers, <laughs> oh. trying to eke out an existence. Oh, charming. This is a, it's a very uh, happy game. Yes. It is, yeah. It's a lot of excitement. And, and um, just that he got what was coming to him, and no matter yeah. what. Honestly, if you look at all of these, the yeah, it's... I think it's ironic almost to call it a mercy run because, yeah. like, that, that's why they call it clean hands, I think. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, no, it's because um, I didn't kill anybody. There's no blood. Yeah. There's just. Right, there's deep, no blood. But there's You've just ruined so, so many people's the, lives, you know, but that's much more Right, we've yeah. talked. Uh, yeah, like, we talked about this. Like, yeah. the, I mean, the best way to say it is, like, you can either kill them or you can assign them a fate worse than death. Yeah. Like, pretty much every time. Oh, yeah, because there's two people who run essentially. Um, Slave mines. Slave mines. Talking... Yeah, you can cut their tongues yeah, out. Yeah, we, we talked about this one own. in our, yeah. our presentation. Yeah, you remember that, uh, Reed? Like, they get their tongues cut oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your, fr- your friend Slackjaw? The... Oh, I loved him. Um, I remember that. But then there was a really creepy one, and that's when I went on the tangent about the shrimp lady, because she wasn't a shrimp. Yeah. Um, what had happened? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I almost wish she was a shrimp, because it's actually quite dark. What, what, you like kidnap her you, uh, you, her you, you kidnap her Lady and then Boyle. you present yeah. her yeah. to this simp she's got and she's forced to marry him <laughs> technically he just takes her away from there and it's left Mary ambiguous. is maybe a strong it's uh, oh it's actually so it's actually resolved oh in yeah the you did game, reassure though. me of that yeah um yeah, there is a, there is a yeah there is a letter you find that kind of sh- that that like d- details how that she actually a few weeks later managed to kill him and escape from the mansion and she's been gone like out of nobody's ever seen her again. Yeah, the, which is basically what the the developer said. So like, yeah, it's a horrible, but she's she's totally gonna get one up on him like immediately. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what was the fourth uh, Oof, missions ouch. not kill in the first game. 
Who was the who was the target for that? That's line? what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it, it, the the first three missions are super memorable, and then I don't really remember anything after the fourth one because then that, that's when shit goes down. What's the, actually, no, the, the fourth mission was just to actually rescue Emily. So. Oh. Um, oh no, I'm thinking of the. Oh, second that's game. the golden cat. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, in the golden cat, those were the that was the the brothers there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, but in uh in the second there are some pretty harsh ones like oh man like the one one that actually really stuck with me was in the second game uh Jindosh like there's it's a really interesting sort of quandary because Jindosh is sort of this like intelligent like this maniac who's like the smartest guy in the world basically and he's the one who develops the army of clockwork soldiers that you have to fight in the second game but he is um he's like the most brilliant young mind of the empire basically and Basically, what you do is you sneak into his house and uh, use his inventions. There, there's an invention he has. You, um, you like, knock him out and you strap him into this chair. And it basically electrocutes his brain so that he becomes, like, basically like a vegetable. But he's still alive. And, like, basically, the, but, like, he also understands that he used to be smart. And, like, you basically have assigned him this fate of, like, he's, he's like, basically, like, I, I mean, I don't want to say he's, like, you know, like, uh, he, I don't know. He's 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 lost his mental capabilities to like think or act for himself, and you basically just like take that away from him and leave oh him as like a husk God, that's of a horrifying. person. There. Uh, Though, yeah, didn't he build that device himself? So he did build oh, the device to okay. use on other people. Yeah, so yeah. he's being hoist by his own petard. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty much what all of these are. Yeah. Like they're they're kind of and they you get guys what's coming to them. This game. This is like so disturbing. <laughs> this is so dark. <laughs> This is, this is the nice run. I'm, We're talking I'm, about the I'm nice run where you don't kill anybody. <laughs> Though technically you can still do the nice run, get clean hands, and murder your assassination targets. And it oh. counts because they all do have it coming <laughs> one way or another. Um, yeah, but it's it's so much more fun to do it the other way because that adds like a whole extra quest and they're yeah, always so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will hand um, that to you. They sound, they sound interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they worked. They worked very hard to find like a way for that to to be for each of them. And then what what happens to um, my honestly, I love what happens to Delilah. Like D- Delilah is the villain for the second game, which uh, I'm. This is I guess light spoilers for this four year old game, but um, yeah, like Delilah is your aunt, your illegitimate illegitimate aunt, like your your mother's um, I guess bastard sister, um, and. She comes back to. She's been a. She's been training to be a witch. Which you you know that that story is the Brigmore witches from the first Dishonored. So in the second game, she returns and she's like, "This is my throne, everyone," and like looks around, and she dethrones you by like having a bunch of murders of your political enemies committed and framing you for it and calling you the crown killer. And so she's like, "I'll take over because your empress is killing everyone," and everyone's like, "Okay." Um... And, uh, so she, ho- she, uh, you have to, like, escape, uh, basically, and, uh, anyway, so you get to the end, uh, there are a few things that you can do with Delilah to defeat her at the end, um, my favorite is, like, the, the sort of fate worse than death, what she does is she creates, like, this, you fight her in this alternate reality she's created where she's the only thing that exists, like, it's perfect for her because there is just her and, and her alone, and there's just, like, an infinite number of her almost. And, like, in in a sense, what you're doing is you can seal her in that world to, uh, 
to be alone with herself and rule over okay, nobody for the rest less, of eternity. Uh, disturbing somehow um, than than the other. Somehow, somehow, I find that even really? less disturbing. I think that's just because the others <laughs> are so disturbing. I mean, I want I want to know how scared if how scared are you guys? I should be. So Jess and Tim, what did you guys do at the end of the game? I want to know. Look. Um, well, let's see, there's, I think I just sealed her away. There's, you can also, um, just straight up murder her, but. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, what else Boring. is there? There's um, another think... third thing you can do, but I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head what it is. Yeah, I played it clean hands as well. I think, um, in the five where I'm doing it off the outside, or I have killed a few people, I will <laughs> throw my hands up. But <laughs> it's uh, for the um, the bounties because I want more money. Um, <laughs> so that's um, I, they're not quite so clean. You're the, you the semi clean one. one. <laughs> yeah, I got the I got the semi clean, but very, also greedy very hands. Very specific run. Yeah. Um, I think there's another thing on on Dishonor too, where you can like uh, turn Delilah into a statue, like she did to Corvo, kind of. Yeah. A thing. There's there's trapping uh, her in the painting world, turning her into a statue, and just murdering her. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all good, but yeah. So this it's like the the fact that you can do this in any fashion, like kind of like this is this is my favorite kind of game, and like in in my mind is sort of like. For me, like why video games even exist, it's for developers to like make this sort of this crazy robust world to give you a bunch of tools and say outsmart me, and like that that's what the whole game is: is you are trying to outsmart the developers with the same. I mean, in what in that sense? Sorry, no, continue. Even when you, oh yeah, even when you don't choose to use any of them, like on the the flesh and steel, and mostly flesh and steel, uh, like when you choose half of them. There's still so many ways to outsmart them. And then there's the ways to outsmart even what they didn't intend, because there's there's lots of funny little glitches. Uh if if you're oh, yeah. if you're in the right place, you can start climbing up walls just because. So So it would it wouldn't be oh, a Bethesda of game course. if there weren't lots of little Yeah, I think that's why we didn't even bring just it a, up. Just it just goes game. without saying, doesn't it? I mean Is it is it as glitchy as yeah. as the others? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> No, oh, absolutely. So, so it does no, just not, work. Not in any way, no. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Do, it does, yeah. There are very... I, the glitches are all just like, oh, my hand's like moving, like my hand oh, standard is moving stuff. through a wall or something. Yeah. Or like a guard like <laughs> tripped and like fell sideways, you know? Um, I, And there's a couple of them that literally have to do with moving in specific places to nudge yourself again. Because... While you're not supposed to be able to get up certain places, uh, they don't have a, a dedicated ceiling anywhere on on the game box. So if you or on the, the the game world, so if you can get above it, there's there's walkable terrain almost everywhere. It's just really high up. So a lot of uh, speedruns of the game involve glitching yourself over the world. <laughs> okay, very, very so quickly. I'm glad to hear that some of the Bethesda hallmarks are here. Um, but just as we get towards the end, uh, yes. I suppose just so I can get more of a feel whether this game is for me, uh, I'm not actually like super familiar with stealth games, but even so, I just want to know what other games in the genre, or maybe other genres, you'd say this is similar to? 
Um, Bioshock. A little bit Bioshock. Bioshock is not as focused on stealth, but it's got the similar mission-based going through a very realistic world. Uh, the uh, thief the combat's similar to yeah. The Thief series is like the main one yeah. it's based the, on Yeah, the yeah, Thief series is... is what led to Dishonored They wanted to make their own Thief Because I mean, nobody was making oh, so Thief at that Jess, time you, Jess, you just said it was similar right. to Hitman Is um, it like Very, very similar? or? Yeah um, Because It's the level design really It's yeah. the same kind of concept over Like you can approach a level however you want like in Hitman, uh, there's just like an infinite number of choices of what where you can go and how you can approach a target. Same with Dishonored. Unfortunately, Corvo could not be an ice cream man. No, no so yeah, and, like um, the, the difference is like Corvo is pretty much stealthing, and uh, the Agent Forty Seven sort of is like hiding in plain sight, kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, he can stealth. Yeah, too, but, but Agent Forty Seven <laughs> can't turn into a fish and swim yeah, upstream. Right. Unfortunately, you're not playing the right mobs then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah like but I, I would say that it's also similar I, w- I also one thing that i don't think is talked about enough is that like i think dishonored is one of the very few games and maybe one of the first also to get first person sword combat right yeah because it's very i think it's very hard to do first person sword combat uh especially i can't, with I can't think of like i can't think of any games where i've where it's been done well to be honest yeah, it's done well enough to be serviceable yeah. in this, for sure. It, it helps that he's he's got a very, um, like, direct, angular sword style. Like, he is all stabs yeah. and upward slices. Corvo also has an interesting sword, because he has a unique sword that's a folding blade. Like, yeah. it folds back into a knife and then folds open into a full-length sword. Um, and it's fun very to just steampunk. watch it go up and down and up and down. And... Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so it's getting towards the end now. Um, of talk about Dishonored now with obviously Bethesda in the news again. If there is a Dishonored three, looking at the story of the first two and the DLC, what sort of direction would you want this to to go in? I mean, I'll have it over to these are, first, this are these are the can, facts. I'm sure he's got like, he's me. got these a lot of facts. ideas. I take it. <laughs> Okay, in, in in an interview two years ago, um, Arcane talked about how the, they said that the what they call the Empress storyline has been 100% completed. Death of the Outsider is the last piece of that story. Oh, that's good. We will never see Corvo or Emily ever again. Good, they need, and, they need the breast. Yes, they yeah. do. And I am very happy about that. They said that they do plan to return to the world of Dishonored one day when they can. And when they do, it will be in a place that is geographically very far away from Dunwall and also in a time very far away from from now. Ooh, are they, did did they want to go earlier or later? They did not say. Ooh, interesting. I would love it to be as Billy during her travels before the events of Dishonored 2. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Like, I I think that they, I I think they are definitely going to try to, like, make it completely disconnected to this storyline, though, because... I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more of Dunwall, but, you know... I want to see more of the other rest of the world. Yeah, no, that... Like, I I would love to travel between all of the places, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Always, always good to travel. But my ideal situation would be something, like, uh, far in the future, almost, of... Um, there being, uh, and I, I guess I'll toss this out. There, there are some, it's not specifically canon, but there are a lot of hints that Arcane's other game, Prey, is actually in the same universe as Dishonored, just very far in the future. That would not surprise um, me in the slightest. 
they are uh there are a lot of shared items like and um brand there are a few brands that are uh, shared interestingly enough like a brand of like there's like a specific brand of like jellied eels with like the same logo that exists in prey and like you know there's some other things like that and everything on the space um, station is technically powered by whales yeah yeah nope. <laughs> yeah it is it is um and so yeah it's it it's not like specifically stated anywhere but it is kind of it's fun to it's fun to believe yeah and uh, <laughs> the void would explain a lot of the weirdness in prey so yeah yeah who knows okay have we have we got any more pictures for dishonored free in case any of the developers uh, are listening? make it big open worldy i mean you don't have to do like like skyrim style just give me a big sandbox that i can mess around in um you know lots of places to explore lots of places to climb give it give yeah. us give us um a glider and not only will i be Ooh. happy but kate will play your game forever yeah uh <laughs> wait we need to just add all the bits of other games we like uh maybe like collectible monsters could be good um yeah this is, Playground. i, mean, I choose what, you. okay so one thing from this i do kind of want to note is that like because microsoft owns the the the, uh, the dishonored ip now any of their 23 studios could toss out a game and I would honestly love to see a, someone else take a swing at not not quite not Dishonored three not a main series game but like a spinoff. I would love to see um, somebody take a swing at doing like a, a even like a two D action platformer. I think would work great in this kind of world, you know, um, something like that. But I, I think there's a lot of different ways they could go to satiate us because. Um, and like so, also uh, Arcane mentioned by the way uh, last not on Tuesday, the day after um, Microsoft announced the acquisition that uh, they are working on, it. They, their studio has started work on their new, like, AAA game under Microsoft. Um, we don't know what it is, or if it is a Dishonored game, or something entirely different. Um, just to toss out again more factoids, I know you guys love factoids, um, Arcane has two studios, one is in Lyon, France, and the other is in Austin, Texas. Uh, the Austin studio is the one that made Prey and uh, Mooncrash, the DLC yeah. for Prey, and then all three of the all of the Dishonored stuff has come out of Leon. So uh, Leon has been uh, working on Deathloop, obviously, and Deathloop is coming out early next year. And uh, the Austin, Texas group has been wor- was working on Wolfenstein Youngblood, and once that was done, they have been working on Mystery Project. So well, that's obviously going to be the the prequel to Prey. Eat. And then they're going to work on what? the sequel. Out, the oh, important part. oh, they're they're working on you know the se- the prequel to Prey. Eat, and then after that, it's going to be love. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> okay, I've been waiting on that one. Um, uh, yeah, that that's anyway. That's that's those are all my factoids. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, um, and most importantly, uh, for the whole franchise here. Does it need more or less ghosts? More. Yeah, there's actually surprisingly there? little ghosts. There, there are not a lot of ghosts. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they're. Wait, wait. So with all this, with all this bonkers stuff going on, you're telling <laughs> no, there me there's are no ghosts. ghosts? There's just surprisingly little. Uh, what? What are the? Go- I mean, like the outsider's not really a ghost, is he? Well, he's sort of. He looks like a ghost. I, I don't yeah. know. What ghost were you thinking of? I was specifically thinking of some of the the like the time phantoms. Uh, like you can see weird echoes of things with the heart and and oh, mm, but yeah, I mean, but, and some of those are of people who are dead by the time you get there. But no, it needs actual ghosts. Yeah, I think I think real ass ghosts. Yeah, put them in. <laughs> uh, 
Dishonored yeah. Free is in the afterlife where you're <laughs> with all, all of Corvo's victims or lack of victims, depending Ooh. on how you played it. Ooh, it's just Ooh. a completely Actually, empty game. No. I just yeah. remembered that the last level of Death of the Outsider is d- takes place in the void, and oh, yeah. you are surrounded by by ghosts. You are surrounded by legions of dead people. Okay. Oh, don't spoil it for me. Uh, it's very good. Also, the Void Walkers, the creatures from that level, are so cool. They are terrifying. Oh. Ah. Okay. <laughs> All um, right, I'm, I'm handing back over to you. <laughs> ah, you're sorry, you, you've got you've got to stop fanboy yeah i'm I'm sorry get get me out of here (laughs) okay so um it is time for games uh today we're doing steampunk switcheroo which is kind of a fun time uh so i found some titles of in of in-game notes and you know like just like you know notes to add to the lore yeah yeah the logs that you find and and from bioshock they're the, the audio logs but um, basically from either Dishonored or Bioshock Infinite, and uh, I tried to pick out very steampunk ideas uh, for each of these, so I need you guys to identify which which game each of these comes from. Okay. Alright, let, let me pop this open. And I've randomized the order. Uh, okay. The Broken Circle. I think hmm, that one's I'm, Dishonored. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting Dishonored vibes. Ah, oh, come on, come on, you're better than that. This one's from Bioshock. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, all debts are paid. That could be either. Oh, Bioshock. What? I say that, I mean, that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a note in either, but I... Th- I think I remember one from uh, one of the, the random side missions you could do in Dishonored that was all debts are paid. Okay, what do you think, Ray? Oh, God. Um, okay, I'm going to go with... I'm getting Dishonored vibes again. Okay. Uh, Jess, you want to chip in? Uh, Bioshock Infinite. It is Bioshock Infinite. Okay. I like how confident you are, because you already knew what it was. <laughs> oh, so we're not just yeah. limited to the first one. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, these are all from Infinite. That's why it's a, it's sort of a steampunk okay. thing, which I, I think, like, yeah. Yeah, that, change, that changes things, because I was thinking of the okay. original Bioshock for some reason. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, these are all from Infinite. Okay, uh, Death in the Month of Songs. What does uh, what uh, does dishonored. that even mean? Sorry? <laughs> uh, I, I'm very excited. Repeat that one, sorry? Death in the Month of Songs. Oh. Uh, I have got no bloody clue. Let's, yeah. let's just go with Dishonored. I'm going to go with Dishonored. Yeah, that one is from Dishonored. Okay. Uh, how about this one? I am his mirror. Oh. Mm. Bioshock? Yeah, yeah I think I Bioshock. Bioshock. Yeah, that is from Bioshock. Is That is, is it... referring to Father Comstock. Yeah. I was thinking it could also be in yeah. Dishonored, referring to the Outsider. Um, or something like that. Uh, Alright. Another arc for another time. Oh, um, Bioshock. Dishonored. I'm gonna go Bioshock on that one. I was a Bioshock. I was a Bioshock. Okay, doing pretty well. The Hungry Cosmos. Oh, what? Dishonored. Um, Dishonored. Yeah. And Okay, okay, you got me. All right. <laughs> I this one conveniently ended up at the end because I think it merges the two nicely on branding heretics. <laughs> <laughs> um. um. Um, it goes I'm, I'm so well going. with both. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm going with but dishonored. It's, it's dishonored. Yeah, that that is dishonored. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do some heretic branding in Bioshock Infinite. Though. <laughs> well, no, you are the heretic that is branded. Oh, and that's yeah, how sure, you sure. you're you're recognized by your brand. Oh yeah, the beast. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, let's uh, let's close out by heading over to the wishing well. Um, everybody, please grab a uh, a gold coin. I don't. Does the currency have a name? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're just called gold. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Grab grab coin, everybody. All right. <laughs> um. Grab so, another coin and another coin. Hold on, I'll be back in about an hour. I've got to grab every coin in the entire uh, yeah. Geez. Oh boy. Um. So now that Microsoft owns Arcane, uh, this uh, maybe I didn't word this question correctly on here, but basically what I'm asking is like, Arcane, which 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 property that is currently owned by Microsoft or anything owned by Microsoft now should Arcane tackle as like their new AAA project? Um, hmm. Halo, stealth Halo game. Tell, t- yeah, tell me about the stealth Halo game. Uh, I'm interested. I mean, essentially, you you wouldn't be playing as a Spartan. You'd be playing as you know, a special operative, probably still in a, um, you know, in a, in a mech suit, and you'd be going behind enemy lines, um, during any of the various Halo conflicts, um, you know, working for the humans, trying to find out, um, you know. You, you wouldn't be necessarily assassinating targets all the time. You would be sometimes. But you'd be looking for information to help the war effort. So you'd be stealing information. It would be a big focus on not being seen and, and not leaving a trace. So it would focus very much on a stealth game. Right, leave still no be trace. Obvious times where you'd have to, but you'd be, you know, it'd be sort of like uh, Hitman where you get uh, rewarded more for not being seen. Okay. And you'd have all that sorts of sci-fi gadgets to be super stealthy. I would love to try really anything else, anything in Halo that is not like a, a shooter. Yeah, you know, I think that'd be really fa- fascinating. All right, well, you're um, gonna love the Halo th- dating sim. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Master Chief doesn't take his helmet off, no. and it's even better because of that. But <laughs> Jess, what do you think? I think Arcane should do a remaster of Skyrim. You know why? Because <laughs> Dishonored has something that you can't do in Skyrim. You can climb. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. So you can, can climb, climb if you have a horse. You can climb oh that mountain God. if you so, have wait, a horse. So wait, hold on. Jess, are you telling me that Todd was lying when he said, see that mountain, you Todd can climb it? Todd would never it. lie. I don't want you saying a more goddamn <laughs> I mean, if you define climb a mountain as in get on your horse and that can uh, Yeah, and ride it vertically like, 90 degrees yeah. up the mountain. I'll have you know. It, <laughs> or, it, or keep on, like, jumping up against... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, about to say. A tiny little bit of ledge. I played Skyrim for a good reason, and I think one of those hours was just jumping up a hill that I needed to get up because I couldn't find the path. So, yeah. That counts as climbing, in right. a sense. I went up it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, very cool. So, I, I think, for me, and I know this is going to sound crazy at first, Re, bear with me. <laughs> Listen to my pitch. Oh, God. Okay. This is a spinoff, okay? And I think that Arcane should do a game in the Fable universe. <gasps> you know I what? They should. You know what? I was about to, I was about to say Actually, the exact yeah. same thing. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I think that it would be awesome to see them tackle, like, a real high fantasy situation. Like, the weirdness of it all. And, like, can you imagine, like, walking around that world with, like, 
with a fucking sword, and then the other hand you have like a big fireball. Honestly, I, <laughs> and like that's like the fable I wanted as a kid. I'm the biggest fable fan, and when yeah. I was looking at this at yeah. Dishonored and, um, screenshots in the video we did, literally like I was just. I was just thinking, why, you know, it reminded me of Fable 3. I'll get into that when it's my one in a bit, but yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool, and it, cool. It would be like advanced chicken kicking as well. You can not only... <laughs> advanced chicken, chicken kicking. But you can, like, you can walk onto a lamp that's, like, really high up and then God. do, like, a jump and, like, um, like jump kill onto the chicken. <laughs> Oh, do a yeah. flying stealth killer. I really, I feel like, I'd, yeah, I'd be concentrating. Do you, what kind of fate worse than death would you assign the chicken? <laughs> just just to exist <laughs> to in a fable others. game. Exist in a fable game. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. To, to serve eggs to everybody. The chicken has to serve its own eggs. Yes, and it knows how to prepare them and has to. <laughs> it's compelled like the ancient mariner. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. God. Alright, Rhi, what were you gonna okay, say? Okay, so um as the one Fable Free Defender, I feel like that setting, that, that steampunk setting had a lot of potential, but looking at the trailer for the next Fable game, it looks very clear that they've abandoned that and they've gone back to the setting of the first Fable. Um so I would love for um the developers of Dishonored to take the reins on maybe a spin-off or even like a f- I think they could handle a main entry um sort of giving the industrial revolution vibe of Fable 3 another go but like actually making the game good because that would that would be revolutionary That'd be cool. Uh, when you said the words Fable 3 Defenders, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, was there a game called Fable 3 called Defenders that only appeared on the 3DS? Because it definitely it sounds does. like there might have it been. It does, but no, unfortunately there was a game called Fable 3 released in 2010, which uh, killed the entire series. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing a full reboot yeah. on that. That was the right decision. Yeah. Thanks, Peter um, Molyneux. Shout out to him. He should yeah. be our new Todd Howard. <laughs> Peter Molyneux? <laughs> He should. So we've got to make lots of promises about the next episode that we're never going to deliver. <laughs> I think uh, I think Peter Molyneux um, is more of a Todd Howard than Todd Howard. Yeah. How? Yeah. He, oh, you can like, watch that oh, tree like, grow in real time from an acre. Right. Oh, that's fair enough. It's like that guy who like beat Michael Jackson as a Michael Jackson impersonator. Content. Oh my god! <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's like I that. think I think Todd um, Howard is awake at night in a cold sweat, thinking I cannot bullshit as much as Molyneux did. Molyneux's fucking coming for me. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna kick my ass in real time. <laughs> so a, a great story about that uh, that comment about the tree. That presentation was the first time that the developers of Fable had heard about yeah, that Yeah, honestly. I, I did oh. a feature on uh, Molyneux a while back and it's amazing. Like a- Apparently the developers... That was his strategy to motivate. And he's admitted to this. He would go to interviews with the press, announce the feature before he told the developers he wanted that in the game. That is, that wow. is, I mean, that's some, that's some 5D chess right there. I love it. Um, well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and close out. I, I guess I don't need to explain why to thank Todd Howard for this <laughs> one. Thanks, bud. Um, now, um, yeah, you can find us at uh, GameLuster.com, um, and you can also find us at YouTube.com slash GameLuster. Um, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Gondizi, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I want to toss it around to the uh, the guests, so Re, you have any plugs? 
Um, well, <clears throat> as as usual, uh, my Twitter, which is I think fairly good, uh, re underscore Bevan. Uh, also, want to plug as usual the video we've, we're working on uh, Dishonored this time, so very fitting. Uh, watch it when it's out, so you can watch me um, go on about a shrimp conspiracy and continuously change my mind on who the good guys and the bad guys are. Yeah, so it's it just was like a lot playing of... the real Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. I mean, honestly, if you just replace the shrimp with whales, it's pretty much that. nice. Yeah. Um, okay, Tim, you got any plugs? Yeah, uh, it's called Console Tours. Uh, my wife Kate and I yeah. are at the moment going through Sinnoh and comparing the towns and locations of uh, Pokemon to Hokkaido, the uh, area of Japan that it was based off of. And in the future, we're going to be doing um, more locations. We're going to be doing other games, too. We're planning on doing Okami um, and and the, the Hokkaido representation there and probably some other Pokemon games, too. Uh, but we're also going to be starting up a series called uh, Introduction to Plumbing 035 as I take Kate through all of the mainline Mario games. Wow. Because uh, Kate a lot. has never played them. Are there 19 of them? Is that right? Uh, well, we're not going to be hitting every single one, but we're going to be hitting uh, the first three on the NES, plus Lost uh -huh. Levels, uh, World, Yoshi's Island, World, yeah. uh, Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy. An Odyssey, and I'm not sure about the new 2DS, but I'm probably going to be I love that you also left out Galaxy 2. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, I'd have to hook uh, my Wii back up and get that recording, too. Fair so enough. it's not that easy to, to get I mean, Galaxy 2 at the moment. Nintendo, Nintendo agrees. Nintendo also they, said, they, yeah. they agree that <laughs> it's not like, worth the effort. They were like, we just don't want to dig out the Wii. <laughs> the, the, the notoriously hated uh, Galaxy 2. No one liked it. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Jess? Uh, I haven't got anything that's come out recently, really, but I'm working on a uh, throwback article on the Dark Souls series, because I've just finally finished playing it uh, for the first time. time. Yeah, yeah, just in, just in time, really, for um, their next one coming out. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken me about two years to complete them, because I was doing university at the same time, and also, you know, rage quit. <laughs> Right. Um, uh, have you yeah. have you uh, have you played Sekiro? No, I haven't. My you next should... one's going to be Bloodborne now, and then Sekiro. Um, Sekiro. Yeah. Better. <laughs> and then um, um, Jedi Fallen Order, the other Soulsborne game. Yeah, the other Souls game. That I have that that forgot one. to make. I need to play more of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've not I've not popped up onto that one yet, but it's it's on it's very low on my wish list. I mean, I oh, I, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars games, so. Yeah, okay, the most enough. unexpected Dark Souls-like game to have come out. Right. Uh, the next, well, Elden Ring will be in about four to five years, is what I'm thinking right now. So oh, you got oh, plenty okay. of time. Yeah. Um, I, well, the rate I played Dark, the Dark Souls series out, I'll probably finish uh, Sekiro just in time for Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we've. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of all this, my top ten this week is actually the top 10 uh, games that xbox should make now that they have the uh, bethesda studios like you know kind of mixing and matching their ips and studios now had some interesting ideas you should go check that out um but yeah we also have uh i had another video pop up uh, kind of doing a short indian perspective on on raji and ancient epic which is a, a game based in hindu mythology which was uh pretty cool uh check that out yeah but i think that's probably it for now um I guess that we'll just have to, uh, 
everyone re- we're just gonna ha- i'm gonna hit up the applebee's i guess now so uh get that <laughs> oh, one oh, hit, margarita hit, hit up um, the weather spoons while it's what, still yeah, open what could you get for one dollar at spoons oh yeah Oh, one dollar at Spoons? Um, I think you can get some peas for that, and maybe, I don't know. Do they do yeah. any Sorry, some that? peas? Yeah. yeah, just get some peas. We have a curfew. In You're just going to order, like, a side of peas? Oh, well, 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 yeah, that's a good point. We'll be open for about an hour and a half. Yeah, oh, yeah, because um, the UK has the special brand of coronavirus that only gets infectious at 10 p.m., <laughs> so they've put in a curfew <laughs> at 10 p.m. <laughs> the, mi- um, the midnight corona. That's what they mean by the sun never sets on the British Empire. You have Corona that's only there at midnight. It's your own midnight sun. I've seen the midnight sun up in Norway. It was cool. Um, I guess that's that's that 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 was sort of my flex that I've been to Norway. but uh yeah okay well thank you guys for uh for joining us uh please uh, you can you can find me in the uh you can find me passed out in the car park of the spoons at uh 10 1 p.m tonight <laughs> and uh yeah uh so i guess last word for our winner tim that was you correct with the horses yes all right take us out on your signature catchphrase the conspiracy has dissolved due to irreconcilable Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>